0: Welcome to the Eat This Not That podcast, brought to you by Bob's Red Mill. I'm John Hammond, and this is Megan Murphy.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: And in this episode, we are tackling a very, very popular topic, especially for the show, coffee, and more importantly, the many ways that you are probably ruining yours. Now, Megan how how do you how do you take your coffee?
1: Well. So I used to be a light and sweet girl, mm-hmm. like like real light and sweet. <laughs> but I weaned myself off the sugar a few years ago, and I haven't looked back. So now I take my coffee either black or just with a little almond milk. Now, what about you, we,
0: when you say I'm I, oh. I'm black uh-huh. all the way, all the way black. I used to like decades ago, like yeah. like a little light and sweet, like not too heavy. Mm-hmm. And then I removed uh, the sweetener and kept the milk in for a little bit, and then I just removed. It. I was mm-hmm. like, there's like a dollop of milk. It wasn't worth it. And I and now it's funny. Like I can't imagine drinking anything in my coffee like black it's got to be black coffee for me um i just couldn't i couldn't imagine putting anything in. but you know look I, I get it like there's especially all the things that are popping up from starbucks to dunkin donuts to you know McCaffey and mcdonald's like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter like everyone's like all in on coffee this country especially uh, many countries have a love affair with with coffee and it's it's not a bad thing by the way like coffee is believe it or not it's the number one source of antioxidants in the american diet so there are benefits to coffee, but, you know, the benefits get outweighed when you weigh your coffee down, Yes, exactly. right? So you got to be careful. And, you know, the basic, the basic rule of thumb uh, from a study that was, was done a little while ago is four cups of coffee is, is the sweet spot for, for the health benefits. Anything over that, you're probably, you know, wiring yourself up a little too much. The caffeine becomes a little too much. And the other thing with, with coffee that that I have found is you want to kind of pace your, it sounds weird, but you want to pace yourself, right? And it's, you know, you don't want to get that 24 ounce cup of coffee because that's too much caffeine at at one shot and like get jittery. You don't want the shakes, shakes, right? You want it, you want to like eight ounce, eight to 10 ounces, spread it out over the course of a day, give, give yourself a couple hours, maybe, you know, with some food, some something that kind of helps slow the absorption into your body. But again, there, you know, there are a lot of ways that we're, we're taking our coffee and whether it's light and sweet certainly is, you know, as we're going to see, um, with some of these, some of these, uh, revelations here, uh, is not the best way. If you're looking to, uh, lose weight, maintain your weight, um, or just take better care of yourself or, ba- or like I said, to kind of balance out that, that energy output over the course of a day. Right. Um, so Let's get on with it. Like here's, You know you love coffee. You know you're not giving up coffee. I don't want you to give up coffee. I want you to drink your coffee. Keep it to four cups a day. I drink four cups a day, usually, on most days. Sometimes it's three. I, I never go more than four. How about you? Do you like...
1: You know, I usually don't go more than two. Yeah? Yeah, usually one in the morning. Not right, right when I wake up. I usually load up on water first. One in the morning, and then one kind of mid-afternoon. But... I think they're bigger than eight ounces. Not huge, but yeah, I don't really need a ton of coffee. Okay. Well, that's good.
0: Look, some people have to have it first thing in the morning. Some people have to have a stay. I worked with a, uh, a guy who's, who's still a friend of mine, um, that I, I, I can't imagine. Like, if I if I close my eyes and, and picture a time that I saw him in the hallways of the office, I don't know that I could visualize him without a cup <laughs> without of coffee, a coffee in his hand. Like the yeah. way I drink water, like he drinks he drinks coffee, and that's to me that's that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but hey, like whatever, if, if it's your thing. But and I think it was I think it was black coffee. So if that's your thing, again, like it, there are health benefits. There can be too much of a good thing though, and there can definitely be too much of a good thing when it comes to what you're what you're putting in your coffee or on your coffee or having your coffee with. And And so let's get into the ways that you might be ruining your coffee.
1: The first one, totally obvious, sugar, sugar, sugar. That's right. right. Just one tiny packet of Domino contains four grams, which is almost 20% of what you're recommended for the entire day. So if you add it to one packet to your cup and you're drinking a couple cups a day, Mm -hmm. you can pack on several pounds in the course of a year. So just with that little addition of sugar in your coffee. So it really makes a big impact, like you said. Plus refined sugar has been linked to a ton of ailments such as diabetes obesity heart disease not worth it yeah
0: and you're getting it in so many other things i think that's that's the thing that that people miss it's like they think like okay it's you know a a packet of sugar or two packs of sugar in my coffee a couple times if you're having two cups a day doesn't doesn't feel like a big thing but when you you put it in context of all the other places you're getting added sugars like depends on what you're having for breakfast lunch like you know pasta sauces breads, like if you're having a sandwich at lunch Mm -hmm. and you're buying like, like packaged breads, like a lot of breads have added sugars to them. At the end of the day, like if you think about it, like 20% of your daily recommended amount of sugar comes from just a pack a pack of sugar. Yeah. So 20% is gone. So by the end of the day, like you're way over what, what is the daily recommended limit. And that's, that's why it's like added sugars is just one of the things. And that's why it feels like we always come back to it in, in so many episodes uh, through the show, but it's that important. And that's why it always kind of leads off lists like this, because if you did one thing for your health this year, it would be to cut back. Don't don't, you have to cut it out. Like don't go to extremes because it's too hard, but cut back on added sugar. Absolutely. And so here's another, another another common mistake that that always goes hand in hand with with the first one, right? You're you're pouring in Splenda instead, Mm -hmm. you're trying to say like, okay, like no more sugar, I'm going to go with artificial sweeteners. And just because artificial sugar is free of actual sugar, and the pesky calories that kind of come along with it, that doesn't mean you should be sprinkling it into your cup of joe. One longitudinal study, of 3,682 participants found that those who drank artificially sweetened drinks had a 47% higher increase in BMI than those who didn't add the fake stuff at all. So a, a higher increase in your body mass index than those who did not use artificial sweeteners, right? What's more, research shows that indulging in artificial sweeteners tricks the brain's reward system into thinking it received calories. But again, it's calorie free. So that's going to lead to more sugar cravings during the day because your brain is like, oh my God, here comes sugar. I can't wait. It's going yeah, to be Yeah, it's a bad cycle. And then no sugar actually hits your system. So now you're going to, you're going to go find that darn sugar. You're going to go find and it. And it's not going to be in your next cup of coffee. It's going to be like a the donut. coffee cake right? or a donut.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's going to be in the vending
0: machine. <laughs> yeah. So that's just like added empty calories. So again, you know, sugar or artificial sweeteners, if you can start to minimize those, it goes a long way.
1: Yeah. I and mean, when I first weaned off the sugar in my coffee, I liked my coffee again. I was younger. Your your palate changes. Your your mm-hmm. obvious what you know about health changes especially. But I used to take my coffee so sweet; it was an obscene amount of actual sugar. So I was like, "Oh, Splenda, yeah, this is a better option," um, because it was a little less. And now I just know better, and so I haven't touched that stuff in years. It's just it's just not good it, for you. You know, and yeah. so
0: much of it is a perception thing, like you mm-hmm. just said. Like you change the context with the way you think about things, and you know that's happened to me at various moments. And it's funny because I see it happen with, with Ben our like my nine year old, Mm -hmm. uh, last night at dinner, you know, Natalie made dinner and and pulled out the frozen corn and it turned out by accident, she grabbed the, the frozen corn that was like in a, in a butter sauce instead of just a plain frozen corn, which we, which we normally get. And, uh, made the plates put it down and the kids started eating it and you know dylan's just, like shoveling it down no problem ben halfway through like we made the realization that it was not the plain corn and it was like the corn sauce and he all of a sudden stopped eating it because he's like I, he's like i, I want to be healthy i want to you know, yeah i don't want to eat this butter i'm like D- a little bit of butter corn like yeah. this, you're gonna be fine like don't worry about it like don't don't sweat it but it's it's that context like he's it, already at nine he's thinking about like what what's healthy, what's not healthy. And I think that simple kind of shifting in context goes a long way. And if you think about like, again, sugar, one packet, 20% of my daily intake. This is 20% of my day right here, first thing in the morning. That changes the context.
1: Absolutely. Um, So if you want to cut the bitterness that coffee can sometimes have, instead of going to sugar or artificial sweeteners, why don't you try some warm spices? Like I love Mm -hmm. adding nutmeg and cloves to coffee, even cinnamon, cinnamon, which can help stabilize your blood sugar as well. Um, I'm not sure if you've ever tried these before, but I love Simply Organic's line of pre-brew coffee spices. Have you tried these? No. Sounds so Sounds genius though. Yeah. They're aromatic blends. They're super easy. You just add them right into your ground coffee, brew it up, and they come in tasty flavors like chai, awaken blend, cinnamon, and even pumpkin spice. So you're getting that boost of flavor and all the health benefits that natural spices have, but without any of the added calories. I'll put
0: cinnamon in anything. Like yeah, you me tell too. me I you love tell cinnamon. me there's something I can just add cinnamon right to the coffee, like I'm in. Yeah. That's genius. So here's, here's another one that, again, it's something that so many people grab without thinking about it because it's, you know, light and sweet, right? But in all likelihood, you're probably using the wrong milk. A splash of heavy cream goes a long way but if you're pouring a half cups worth of the milky stuff into your coffee, like if you like it super light, like you talked about, or like, you know, Natalie, drink, I, I joke with her, it's like, she doesn't have coffee, she has like a cup of milk with like a splash of coffee on <laughs> a it. A splash right? it's of like, caffeine like on the co- side. Yeah. coffee-flavored milk. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, then you're you're probably adding more calories than you ever thought or, or intended. and here's the best bet stick to a very humble splash of two percent or even whole milk to help curb the calories and with whole milk you'll get that dose of fat that can help kind of again slow the the way the caffeine hits your bloodstream and if you're lactose intolerant or staying away from dairy like a lot of people are moving away from sugar again some people are moving away from from dairy then watch out for the milk alternatives that you might turn to, like uh, almond milk or cashew milk mm. or coconut milk, especially because a lot of the plant-based options are jam-packed with added sugar. So you got to be really careful and make sure you're reading and buying the unsweetened, unsweetened varieties. Versions, right? Yeah. that's the thing. Like, and I like I've done a, i have done I did this recently actually. I went to Starbucks and it was a, it was a hot day, and I so I wanted to get an iced beverage instead. So I, I got an iced. Um, I wanted to get an iced almond milk latte, and I asked the, I asked her, I'm like, is the almond milk unsweetened? And she, she didn't know. And I was like, can I look at the container? Yeah. So she brought out the almond milk container. I looked at it and it had uh, a serving had five grams of sugar. So I'm thinking about the drink that I'm ordering. I'm like, okay, there's at least a serving and a half of this almond milk going to be in the drink, right? Because of the size that I'm ordering. So it's seven and a half grams of added sugar. So I was like, you know, what? forget it. Like, just give me a straight up like Americano, like, forget it. It's not worth it. I didn't want it. Like, yeah. I, but it's like many, you wouldn't think to ask that. And it's hard when, when you're at a Starbucks or someplace like that where you're ordering and you're not in control of what's being poured into your coffee. Yeah. Um, but when you're, when you're at home, when you're, when you're filling your shopping cart and you're buying these alternatives, just take that extra step, make sure it's the unsweetened variety. You can still buy like, almond well, milk. Like you'd still buy unsweetened vanilla. Yeah, like they, you they you have still the have the flavoring the that kind I of gives it that coconut. little bit of sweetness, right? So, but just stay away from the added sugars. It's, it's not going to help.
1: So, another big no no is turning your coffee into a dessert, which admittedly I used to mm-hmm. do. Lots of people, lots <laughs> yeah, of lots do. of people do. But toppings such as caramel, chocolate syrups, marshmallows are all a oh. no no. I mean, it's not hot delicious, chocolate. But yeah, no, no. delicious, but it's not hot chocolate. This should not be a dessert. Coffee should be a low calorie beverage that does have health benefits, that gives you that boost of energy, but isn't a, a dessert at 9 a.m., mm-hmm. right? Um, Many of the flavor creamers, like you just talked about, are jam-packed with sugar, artificial flavors, colors. But if dessert-like flavor is what you need, if that's your go-to, then there are some wholesome Mm add-ins that you can look for. Califia Farms' Better Half Coffee Creamer is one of them. I actually use this. They have an almond and coconut cream variety, Mm -hmm. which I really like, or Good Karma's Vanilla Flax Milk, which has brain-nourishing omega threes from the flax, See? so
0: and you, so you still get that nice kind of kick of sweetness mm-hmm. and, and and something a little a, flavor, a little flavor. Yeah. but if you can pack in some some omega threes, some healthy fats, some good fats, and and also again you're minimizing the calories and the added sugars and those that stuff that like doesn't seem doesn't seem like a big deal in the moment, but taken in context over the course of your day, over the course of a week, over the course of a year, has a major impact. So making this simple swap here. Can have a huge impact in the right direction at the end of the year. So here's another one. When it comes to to mix-ins and and creamers, especially, you're using powdered cream. Like,
1: do people use that still? I think that's terrible. I mean, (laughs) I haven't seen that in a long time. Especially if
0: you work in an office environment, right? right? Like, oh yeah, the counter is always going to have the stuff there because it's non-perishable. It can it can sit out. But the thing is, the powdered stuff isn't any better than its liquid counterpart. Take Coffee Mate's original powder, for example. The stuff contains sketchy ingredients such as sodium aluminosalate, which just doesn't sound like something... If you can't pronounce it, you don't want to put
1: it in your body, right?
0: Sounds like something I'd clean the grout in in my tile with. (laughs) Um, And... And uh, anti, it's, it's actually an anti-caking agent that's also found in detergent. So therefore you could clean something with it. Yikes. So you probably don't want that in your, in your coffee. And it's also been linked to uh, skin, eye, and respiratory irritations. So again, if it's something that could like cause an irritation on the outside of your body, think about what's doing on the inside of your body. You'll also find hydrogenated vegetable oil, which adds to the harming saturated fat content. Again, something that you don't want. And again, this is a simple swap, like, Either condition yourself to kind of avoid these things altogether and and drink black coffee, or like you just listed off, like there are great kind of options to put into your coffee that can give it that creamy, you know, cut the bitterness a little bit, but don't add all this nasty stuff.
1: Yeah, they don't have detergent. Yeah, you in don't have detergent yeah. in your coffee. <laughs> Another thing is if you love the seasonal trends, you know, mm-hmm. skip the PSL, step away from the gingerbread flavored creamer. What I mentioned before, we just talked about all the flavored creamers. And I know uh, many of us go bananas when it's all of a sudden fall and it's mm-hmm. pumpkin spice, pumpkin anything, spice. right? Craziness. We did uh, an entire episode on that pumpkin recently. Spice. You should check Which, it out. Yeah? by the
0: way, I, you, one of the things we talked about in that episode was the maple butter, the, yeah, the, yeah, maple, the pumpkin pumpkin maple pumpkin butter. butter. I've, did i you bought try it? it? I've tried it. I'm obsessed with it's it. It's so good. I've right? had it on. Uh, a waffle uh-huh. i've had it on toast like it's just fantastic yeah, I love it. and there's it's very low in calories uh very low in, in sugar uh, no fat so again like if you, if you haven't checked if you if you're hankering for that pumpkin it's fall here in the northeast if you're hankering for that pumpkin fix go listen to that episode and definitely try the maple pumpkin butter because it's worth it
1: i love it. it's one of my favorite products in the fall especially so good So as tempting as seasonal offerings may be to some of us, you know that they're just contributing to that holiday weight gain. It's just a fact. So like a grande pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks, for example, with... 2% 2% milk, not even whole milk or cream, 2% milk and whipped cream has 380 calories and an unbelievable 50 grams of sugar. Absurd. That's, That's just nuts. crazy. 50 grams of sugar. That's insane. One drink. Yeah, one drink. And about two hours later, you're going to need a nap from right. the intense sugar crash. And you know, after drinking those daily for a month, you're probably going to need to buy pants in a bigger size as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh man. No thanks. Jeez. No so, thanks.
0: The seasons change. You don't want your weight size to change along with them. All right. Now, speaking of things that you're trying to, a lot of people are trying to cut back on or remove altogether, you know, smoking. Smoking is, is a habit that has has more so than ever before, you know, gotten some momentum and people are really trying to tackle this as, they, as they've gotten that context. And for any smokers out there trying to quit, or if you know someone who is, there is a revolutionary new way to quit called zero. Zero's Quit Kit is a new quitting solution proven to increase your chances of kicking the habit by up to four times compared to just going cold turkey. The Zero Quit Kit is a three-tiered approach that includes prescription medication, nicotine gum, and continued support through a mobile app. Here's how it works. Go to quitwithzero.com and start your online doctor visit. After your five-minute visit, a physician will then determine if you're eligible to use the quit kit. If you're eligible, the doctor will prescribe your medication and the quit kit will be shipped directly to your door. Zero costs less than what the average smoker spends on cigarettes and less than other quitting options. Go to quitwitzero.com slash eat this, and for a limited time, our listeners can get their first month of the quick kit to stop smoking for just thirty-seven dollars. That's quitwithzero.com slash eat this, quitwithzero.com slash eat this. So look. Bob's Red Mill, we talk about all the time. It's 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 legitimately one of my my favorite things in my pantry. I have, I use so many of their various products, especially the chia seeds, the rolled oats, uh, dried beans. Um, Natalie makes these great oatmeal butterscotch cookies. I think I've talked oh, about yum, them yeah. before. She just she made a batch and like she just pulled like half the batch out of the freezer, and they're just so delicious and you know one of the other things that's great about it is that when she makes them um she pulls out the little stool and the kids can help her kind of put it together take control of their of their food supply and and use good wholesome ingredients even for something like cookies so something that's like a dessert a tree it's an okay moment to have the, that little bit of added sugar with the the butterscotch in there because you also have really wholesome great tasting ingredients like rolled oats and and chia seeds and all those other things that go into it that actually add some health benefits and satiating, belly filling fiber, and, and all those good things. And, and that's why, you know, we're we're big fans of Bob's Bob's Red Mill. I'm so happy to have them as, as the presenting sponsor for this show because, you know, what we put in our body is so important. And that's why we're so thankful for companies like Bob's Red Mill that produce quality products that I can stand behind, and more importantly, that I feel confident putting in in the pantry and in the in the bellies of my my two little boys that are growing and and getting used to eating foods that are wholesome and healthy and delicious. And Bob's Red Mill makes it possible to eat healthy and cook delicious food because the employee-owned company has been offering organic, gluten-free, and stone-ground products for decades. And every product is of the highest quality and it's minimally processed from their stone mill in Oregon to your table. With Bob's Red Mill, you're not just getting quality, you're getting flavor-packed, healthy food that actually tastes amazing. You can stock up on gluten-free, paleo, and vegan products from oats to flours and meals for a healthy family and a happy heart. Bob's Red Mill reminds you to eat wisely because you're irreplaceable. Visit bobsredmill.com dot com today. All right. Now, something that's not so wholesome that you probably, it's not really something that goes into your, into your coffee, but it it very often comes right alongside your coffee, especially if you're in rush in the morning and it's a grab and go kind of thing, and you're pairing your coffee with a muffin. This is, this is a no, no. Right. And, and like, okay, it's something that again, doesn't go in your coffee, but it's, it's, it's convenient and you don't think about it too much. And more so you get duped by things like Apple brand, banana nut, right? Those the, you take, you think, take oh, healthy two healthy kind yeah. of things and you <laughs> mash them together, but it doesn't matter because it's, it's what comes after those words that is important. And that's the word muffin, which basically is cake, right? If it doesn't matter if it's apple bran, banana nut, carrot muffin, like it, th- those are all kind of like health halo kind of effects, right? They take healthy sounding things, put it into something that's not so healthy. You want to talk about added sugars, like do a comparison of, you know, A a blueberry muffin, which something again, blueberry is like great blueberries are fantastic. Yeah, superfood. every the day, superfood. Yeah. Um, a blueberry muffin or, you know, two donuts, two glazed donuts at Dunkin' Donuts. Like, what do you think is, you know, one versus two? Like, you're better off going for two glazed donuts. I know, that's There's the crazy thing. fewer right? calories, less sugar in the two donuts than than one blueberry muffin. So again, this is something where you don't think about it, and it's something that's, it, it's just almost automatic, but it's like you have to change the context and think about, again, it's it's the added sugars, it's empty calories, and you eat that muffin, and I assure you you're going to be starving an hour later and mm-hmm. you're going to be taking in more calories because your body is is not getting the nutrition it needs so that's something that you really want to kind of switch out
1: yeah and then it's going to lead to some muffin tops too yeah you know <laughs>
0: that's a bad kind of muffin right there exactly
1: another thing you might be doing wrong is ordering the venti mm-hmm. of course i mean it's all about portion control which we mentioned earlier but you know the caffeine daily intake limit the top of the scale is 400 milligrams a day and you can easily surpass that if you're ordering a venti at starbucks like the venti blonde roast for example packs a whopping 475 milligrams so just in one in one coffee um and a little boost is a good thing like we talked about but too much is not good for you excess Mm -hmm. caffeine you know you get the shakes it can cause insomnia headaches dizziness rapid heartbeat dehydration all of it so Nobody likes the shakes, right? And Don't if you drink it, if
0: it's late in the day too, like the half-life of caffeine is pretty long. Yeah. So if it, if if it's not your morning fix, right? If you're having a big coffee and, and later in the day or late afternoon, it's going to have an impact on how you fall asleep at night yeah. too. And sleep is such an important factor in your overall health and well-being. It's something that you know so many of us need more of. That this is something that if you can kind of minimize this and, and go with a smaller size you know get a little bit less caffeine still enough to kind of give you that punch but not enough to kind of like ruin your night's sleep yeah this is a big factor
1: yeah i can't have caffeine normally i don't drink it after 4 4 p.m mm-hmm. but i would definitely never order a venti i'd be up yeah, for two days if way. i ordered a venti at 4 p.m i
0: try to make four o'clock my cutoff time yeah um i sometimes i push a little bit past that it depends but i definitely don't go past 4 30 like if, if, which is funny because i used to i used to just crave that cup of coffee after dinner mm-hmm. like i needed that that post dinner coffee and a like 7 o'clock at night and I just I can't do that anymore
1: so you go to red just, wine yeah, yeah exactly. then, that <laughs> you're
0: won't getting anti- your sleep antioxidants all, right? too oh, that put yeah. you down um, <laughs> so here's another one that, that I definitely have been guilty of for a long time and something that I don't do anymore because I, I just don't I don't make coffee like this anymore but you make a pot last way too long, right? Especially on like a Saturday or a Sunday, you get up in the morning, you make that big pot of coffee, like we've all done it. You brew a big batch of coffee, you poured yourself a cup or two, and then you let it rest on the kitchen counter or maybe on the coffee pot base for for hours. And then hours later, you come to find that the java is a a bit more bitter and acidic than when you first sipped it and you're like trying to microwave a a cup. You don't want to do this because it's not really in your head. Leaving the coffee exposed to air can cause its flavors, flavors and aromas to actually go stale. And coffee grounds are full of, of solubles, oils, acids, and molecules, which oxidize and make coffee taste sour the longer they come into contact with air. So that's, you know, that's why you don't want to let it sit out because yeah. it just it actually does get a little, little rank and, and yeah, that's, that's, icky. that's not good. Um, so the more you the more you expose the beans to hot water, like reheating the mug, right? You take that yep. cup and you you throw it back in in the microwave. The more oxidation occurs. So again, it gets a little more funky. So stick to finishing your cup within a twenty minute time frame, or or try and like make a pot that you know you can get through in that time, and then come back and make a fresh pot. Um, and and you know brew small batches at a time. That way it'll, you'll you'll kind of cut cut the funk and that bitterness and acid, and you just, it's just not good.
1: And it's all about the perfect ratio when it comes to making coffee at this home, is, right? This is, you know,
0: baffling. This is one of the things that I, even to this day, when I try to use a French press, I wrestle with this yeah. because it's just, it, so So this is a big one. Like yeah. we're, all, we're, we're all guilty of this, no doubt.
1: And we've all been there. We're, maybe we're so excited. You bust out your French press. You're excited to make that cup of joe. Maybe you have a new coffee you want to try. And then you take a sip and it tastes bland, right? Like a weak cup of coffee. There's nothing worse than that, right? In the morning. So sometimes, like we said, knowing the correct water, water to coffee ratio can be tricky. Well, the golden ratio as they call it according to the National Coffee Association is 1 to 2 tablespoons of ground coffee for every 6 ounces of water. So next time you brew, just start out with this guideline and of course you can adjust according to your taste preferences. Yeah.
0: There you have it. Now I know. The golden there's, ratio. I didn't know there was a golden ratio. I was like, I always try. I'm always trying. Like, is it like a tablespoon per eight ounces? Is it like, like, how does it mix in? And it, it gets to a point where I just, I eyeball And I'm like, you know what? Like, whatever. like <laughs> Whatever. I just sure, like shovel I it know. in, so, put some water. And I'm like, okay, that batch was a little too, a little too stout. So next time, like maybe one scoop less, but here you go. There, there's a golden ratio. You should follow it. Your, your coffee will be better for it. And you'll probably waste less coffee too. Like I did. Yeah, like, exactly. It, and sometimes I've actually poured batches out. And I'm like, no, that's, that's I try again. So look, I love coffee. You love coffee. We all love coffee. So let's make sure that we're getting the best cup of coffee for our taste buds and our health. Hopefully these tips help you make a better cup at home or stop you from making a mistake on the go. It's the little mistakes that we make every day that can really add up and have a negative cumulative effect on our health and waistlines at the end of the year. For even more of an insider scoop on the best foods to eat, no matter the situation, be sure to visit our website, eatthis.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at eatthisnotthat. And now you can even subscribe to our new Eat This Not That magazine. Just go to the subscribe button on our homepage to find out more. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for a steady stream of fun, informative, and mind-blowing food knowledge from me, John Hammond, Megan Murphy, and a bunch of experts and guests that will help you eat this, not that.